Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the great, talented Michelle Yu, fresh back from the Saudi Cup. Saudi Cup. What a what a trip you had. Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. Glad to be back here. Uh, the trip was awesome. The, the country has really opened up. I mean, every year it's gotten a little bit more lenient uh this year it pretty much felt like dubai almost really what, what does that mean for people who don't know what opened up means so it was you know not that long ago obviously yeah, you're but... talking about like having champagne is that what you mean no like... no there's still no alcohol no there's no alcohol still but like you know a, a very few years ago it was a pretty heavy-handed regime that was very uh, Islam heavy. And, you know, there was mandatory burqas and everything like that. Um, right. Now, since I've been going, you know, a couple years before I started, which was five years ago, uh, the, the crown prince did lift that ruling on compulsory burqas or hijabs. He's allowed women to have jobs and go to school and do things without male supervision. Right. So okay. it was already kind of trending towards what we expect as far as uh, equality goes. Um, but since the first year I went, I feel like people were a little more hesitant for women to kind of be out and about, yeah. and they still didn't have like segregated places to eat and go to Starbucks and all that. And wow. I mean, like this year we're calling Ubers and taking Ubers and you walk wherever okay. you want. And, you know, you, you know, it's not, it's not even looked at twice. Um, and so we had a really good time this year. We, <laughs> We did more stuff this year, I think, that we've done like any other year combined. We went like go-kart driving one night wow. and we went to the mall a couple of times and we were out and about like at like their big public spaces for dinner. We went to this place called The Boulevard, which is like a mini Epcot. Like it's like 20 countries of the world set around like a lake and they have oh, like the main, um, you know, tourist places from each country. It was really cool. We had a really good time. Have, it was what did they have from the U.S.? Like what did they have something from the U.S.? Yeah, so they had um, they had Las Vegas, right? They had Las Vegas, so they had yeah. the Sphere, but it was like a little smaller. But it was the Sphere, and then they had um, San Francisco or San uh, what do you call it? San Francisco, and then yeah. they had oh my light died. Wow, by light. Wow, by light. Um, and what else <laughs> they have? They had uh, oh Huntington Beach, and they had okay. like these whales that like came out, and they had. You know, the dinosaur, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like what's the scope? Um, I mean, not like life size, but pretty damn big. Uh, I don't think I got, I don't know if I got any pictures of the actual whale. Let me just say this as a, um, let me say this as a fan while you fix your light. I thought you were fantastic on the show. I thought it was one of your Uh, best that you you have. I've watched all your stuff. Uh, from TVG to Fox to to this show, which I think was on Fox, uh, and, and you are in the five years we've been doing this for probably like ten years. But in the five years you've been doing that show, and I remember I was critical of you when you came back that first time. Yeah. Um, from the you guyses to just some of your some of the way some of the yes the michelleisms and 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 you have transformed into this like uber professional but yet still you bring your energy and your fun and it's a treat to listen to you so i think i speak for a lot of people no it's listen i speak the truth and you know that if there was if there was something that 
that I wasn't crazy yeah, about. Oh, yeah, you, for sure. For sure. And, and I, thought, I thought for the amount that I watched, which was probably, I don't know, a couple hours maybe, um, I thought it was really good. I thought your your rapport with Nick, uh, Nick Luck, is tremendous. Um, and I'm just really proud of you. There well, you go. thanks, Billy. Yeah. Except that I didn't, I didn't like the Japanese horse in the dirt sprint. That kind of threw me off. <laughs> yeah, that horse ran pretty awesome. Man, did he get yeah, low. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about that day because that was basically the big day of mm -hmm. uh, what we have to recap. And then we have on our oh, show. Oh, yeah. We haven't uh, talked about our guest. Yeah, the, the winner, uh, the owner of Senor Buscador, which uh, is so excited. Joey has been on our show before. Before we went video, this is going to be a new treat. We get to actually see his face. And uh, we'll find out about his trip to Saudi, which seemed to be pretty awesome. I, I yeah. do want to find out about, you know, he made a deal. And I want people to know that he he did some kind of deal with with um, some I, I don't know the name. Yes, the, with a Saudi businessman, Saudi he did businessman. a deal for um, like partial, lease, ownership, partial ownership. Partial ownership. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and he wasn't the only one. There were multiple people that were U.S. Yeah. based that were selling out portions of their horse for these big days, so that the Saudi interests could have their silks carried. That's right, which I, and I don't blame him. We'll find out about all of that when Joey Peacock joins us in a couple of minutes. Um, Michelle, what else did you, obviously, Senor Buscador highlighted the day. Uh, you want to talk about that race a little bit? You want to talk about the rest of the card? I'm going to leave it I up mean, to you. I, I think we're going to talk plenty about that race, so let's just okay. save that for Joey. Um, I thought from an undercard standpoint, I thought it was just a really good race day all around. Um I was absolutely gutted for the Book of Dano connections. We'll have to have them on our show. You know, they shipped sure. him over there. He was, you know, looked like a winner. And then the Long Japanese gone. horse on the outside just kind of wearing him down. Uh, what? Yeah. It was no fair because Book of Dano didn't get the opportunity to, like, see him and re-rally, you know, because uh, yeah. the horse was time. so far outside. Yeah. Well, um, that horse, the Japanese horse is very well bred. Um, yeah, and he looks like he could be a, a Kentucky Derby candidate. So, well, I mean, that's what they want. Look, I feel young. like it's crazy forever. though, isn't it? Crazy to go from like here to Maidan and try and take that route to the Derby. Like, wouldn't if this is just me? You're talking about Forever I, Young. Yeah. Uh if yeah. I was thinking Derby, ship him I would overnight. maybe ship him to California and, and pick up some points over small, here. Small field. Yeah, we have a three-year-old race in California. Just so everybody knows, when they are listening to this, probably tomorrow, Friday, we will post this. But uh, Santa Anita has canceled the races on Saturday. Oh, they, take they haven't canceled. They have shifted. Shift. I was well. I was getting there. They have moved the entire shifted the entire Saturday big cap card to Sunday because of the rain. The Sunday card will now be moved to Monday. They are uh, taking entries for that as we speak. Um, Going back to to do to uh, the Saudi Cup, uh, I I was impressed. I I thought I thought everything went well. I mean, I I I thought some of the turf races were really exciting. I'd like mm -hmm. to see more of like the turf stars there. But I guess this is kind of like break time for a lot of turf stars, right? Well, it's it's I don't I don't want to say it's like break time. I feel like it's kind of back in the action time. But also, we have to look at the races they have. They have a one sprint, right? And then they've yeah. got two stayer races and the stayer yeah. races are where we're lacking. So we're just not going to see horses that we're as familiar with. And obviously the last couple of years, we've seen some really bang up horses in there. Siskini was in there. We saw Stradivarius. And I mean, you know, we've seen some really big names, obviously most of um, But because we don't have an interest in there, 
it's a hard and then b to have these stayers you know kind of ready to go i feel like we get a lot of the horses that have maybe started in like bahrain and maydan because they've already kicked off their year we just don't have as many horses that like in the thick of summer are going to be running at that top tier stayer distance it would be really nice if they had a mile i feel like yeah the mile race would be a really nice yeah addition yeah it would be it would be but uh all right well excellent job by you good job and uh, we're going to get Joey Peacock on the line soon. Michelle, what's going on? What else did we miss? I know so, you uh, have- over here oh, on, the, on the home front, we had the Rebel Stakes, which was won by oh, Tim yeah. Windstar Farms. Uh, Florent Giroux yeah. obviously was in Saudi to ride. So he was talking to us. He's like, well, I hope I get this mount back on Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. He ran pretty awesome. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was very impressive. You know, I remember, I'll give you guys a tip. I talked to Blake Cox several years ago. Uh, when Mandaloon, did you think was it was Brad, Brad and you just talked to him, or like did you know it was Blake? No, I knew it was Blake. What? what? They don't even look that much. He looks a lot younger. Oh my than gosh, me. it's cr- people do that constantly. Like in Saudi, oh, no. like Brad, Brad. No, I'm like, Blake, it's not Brad, guys. It's not Brad. Sorry, true story. I was in the backstretch going to look at Hot Rod Charlie with Bill Strauss, and we happened to walk right by Blake, and he was. He said, "You guys got to come over here and see this horse." And we're like, "Who's this? This is, this is Mandaloon. He's going to run huge in the Derby." And we were like, oh, okay, all right. Well, he did run huge in the Derby. Well, Blake Cox told me this year, he said, Timberlake. He didn't run huge in the um, in the Breeders' Cup. He ran okay, mm-hmm. but uh, the game time looks, and he looked pretty awesome the other day. I think him and the, the horse that we talked about the weekend before, the uh, Chad Brown horse. Sierra uh, Leone. Sierra Leone. I mean, those two to me have looked very, very strong right now. Of course, and we're going to talk about it again as we get close to the Derby without the Baffert horses involved, which is a joke. There you go. I said it. Well, uh, okay. So that was the first oh, thing. Nisos this weekend. How excited are you to see Nisos on Sunday? And the Nisos. And then he can't run the Kentucky Derby. Like it's crazy. Right. I mean, look, it's crazy. But look at that. Now they're like, oh, Preakness, Preakness future wage your favorite. Yeah, right I love here. that. Right. Sure. It's like, yeah, we're just going to, you know what? It's like, not, it's like Derby's not even a thing. We're just going to skip right over that. And we're just going to say, Hey, you know what we're going to do with the Preakness? The Preakness is going to, you know, be a, a big race this year because it maybe we'll end great. up with like a really great showdown then, because then all of a sudden we'll have like the best of the West versus yeah. whoever wins the Derby and the Preakness all of a sudden becomes a huge deal. Right. Because a lot of times if, if a lot of horses from the Derby don't come into the Preakness, it gets kind of ignored, especially if the yeah. Derby winner doesn't win it. Um, but now it's going to be a showdown because now it's legitimately like, who is the best? And who loves the Preakness? Are we having our dinner again? Oh, I, well, I hope so. I hope I get to go. I don't know. That dinner Let's was see. really funny last year. Who, it was delicious. Uh, who, was, who was MVP? Uh, Zoe Cadman? Christina, you, you and Zoe. Yeah, you guys are the MVP. Lair Bear. Lair Bear was MVP. Lair Bear. Lair Bear was good. All right, let's um, let's take a quick break. And let's, oh, wait. Uh, let's, you have more oh, things to say. What? Okay. First is, I'm so sad Mr. Big died. Yeah, very sad. How about Sire? Yeah. He was actually 21 years old. I had no idea he was that old. No. He was a good sire. Very good. All those big horses. Um, I want to give congratulations out to the TOBA uh, member of the month, and that is oh. Jim and Dana Bernhard, who are the okay. Pinot people. With you know, they had Go Rocket Ride. Um, most recently, they have Parchment Party, and so congratulations to them. Maybe we'll get them on the show. I've tried to get them on the show a couple times. They're a little squirrely. 
Yeah, a little squirt. They might. They don't, um, understand. They don't understand the power of the pod. Right. Uh, yeah. Also, I thought it was very cool that the Phasic Tipton digital sale had like such a great turnout, and yeah. the sales topper was named Pounce. She was three hundred and seventy thousand dollars. She actually won an allowance on two eleven. She was sold on the platform nine days later for three hundred seventy thousand, and now she's entered in the Here Comes the Bride Stakes. So the digital platforms are very cool um, because you can, you know, yeah, it's 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 awesome, right? We sold we sold a mare on there, and we bought a horse. So oh. I think these sales are are and we brought it to california it's gonna run uh hopefully at the end of the month um what'd you buy we bought a horse named mo's a handful he's a four-year-old uh gelding that that broke his maiden for 12.5 at uh fairgrounds by 15 lengths nice so he's eligible for a lot and uh they're training in southern california that's it. We've been on a couple. They went a little bit above what we could pay because we're poor, but uh, I think it's awesome. It's a great way to look at other horses, right? Yeah, that much. Well, <laughs> more than we could pay. Uh, uh, also, yeah. just want to mention, too, if you are looking into new horses, not only does Phasing do a monthly digital sale, but we also have some live action coming up. So we've got the OBS sale in March. Um, the sale dates are the 12th, the 24th. The under tack is 6 to oh, 9. No. 12th through the 24th. 12th through the 14th. Oh, 14th. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Joey, we see you. We'll get with you just one second. Uh, sorry, 12th through the 14th. And the under tax show is 6th through the 9th. And I just want to kind of like highlight since we're talking Saudi. Uh, Saudi Crown, Ben Tornado, and Bull Journey were all OBS graduates. Um, we, should also, have, we should have Wojo back on. You want to have Wojo yeah, on maybe yes. next week? Yep. We'd we love to. That. Okay. Uh, also, the Texas two-year-old sale happens April 3rd, and that book is out already, and that's going to be a breeze-up show as well. Uh, maybe okay. not as popular as OBS, but maybe worth a look just because they do have some really great sire power in that book, and the price point might be a little bit lower than we're going to see no. at OBS. Are you um, going to OBS? Will you be there? I don't know yet. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Uh, and then we also have Goffs coming up on April 23rd, 24th. That book is out as well. And there's some really um, nice sire power in there as well. If you're looking for a little bit more of a Euro flair. Can I say one more thing before yeah. we bring in Joey? I more hope you have two more things. I have one more thing. Yeah, Did you, you, you. Were you going to mention um, Light Up Racing? Yes. Okay. Because we had them on the show. Mm-hmm. And and uh, they had their first had meeting. A town hall. Mm-hmm. It went very well. I mean, from had a ton of people. Yeah, a lot of people were there. They're having another one. This one was at Tasic Tipton. There's another one, I believe, happening at Keeneland uh, coming up in a week or two. And it looks like it's catching, has some momentum. So if you haven't signed up, check it out. Let it break. And, and I did retweet uh, the, the show that we did with them as well. Oh, good. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Yes. Show. Okay, right. you ready to welcome our guests? Bring them in. Joey, 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 Joey. He is. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi. How Hello. Doing, afternoon. A- afternoon, I guess. It's morning where you are, but after lunch here. No, yeah. Where are you? I'm in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Apple Watch in Texas. Are you, yeah. are you going to the Texas Breeze Up sale? So, no, we live in San Antonio. So, so we got we got home from Riyadh uh, late Sunday night. Uh, we had an early flight out of there. So, yeah, we're back home. How was that flight? trying to process it all um yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a long it was a, it was a long flight but uh you know great great circumstances so we were happy to be on it how all long right. did you wait to have a glass of champagne until we cleared the saudi airspace because there's so, no alcohol hour and a half into it he's like bring it on <laughs> yeah, yep. we're like, it's time. 
I, yeah. we, let's we're gonna listen. We're let's talk about Senor Buscador. That's why you're here. But but before right. before we do that, Joey, tell us. Sure. And you've been on the show a little bit. Yeah. Did you ever, when you started in the business of horse ownership, did you ever expect anything like this? No. I mean, you know, no. The answer is no. Who who yeah. expects to go number one, get the invitation to run in the Saudi Cup, and then number two to win it? No. I it, it was never on our radar. You know our our goal has always been to compete at the highest level. And to me, that was, you know, hey, if we could ever get a grade one stakes race, oh my gosh, that would be like lights out, exciting, right? And then for that first one of our graded one stakes races to come in the Saudi Cup, no, it's beyond crazy. It's just yeah. wonderful. But you had to have, listen, <laughs> we all... I, Listen, I'm talking for all of us and all horse run, uh, owners in general. When we go into right. a race, no matter if we're six to five or 20 to one, we kind of always think like, ah, I think we can win this one or we can, you know, when you when you got on that plane to head to Saudi, did you think, you know what, we have a shot here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're not going to run in a race. We don't think we have a chance to win. I mean, I don't care how much money's out there. It's great to win the prize money, but, you know, we want to win races. And, and so... If you see our horse in a race, we think we have a chance to win it. And, you know, it's funny because you you bring that up about Senor Buscador. He's run 17 times now. He's never been the favorite in his entire life except for one race. And that was at Sunland Park. We ran a little a comeback race for him in a, in a stakes race at Sunland Park. And he was, I mean, one to nine or something. But But other than that, you know, he's he's kind of the Rodney Dangerfield of, of thoroughbreds. He's just... You know, it gets no respect, and sure. you know, it doesn't matter to us. You know, we we know the horse, we love the horse, but uh, give me give me some odds, and I'll bet on him every time. Can we go back and just tell people who are, might not be familiar with his story? Because you know, he was a Derby hopeful at one point that got sure. derailed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, ever since he was a two year old, Todd Fincher, our trainer, who you know, he doesn't mince words. He's not one of these guys that's going to tell you something he doesn't believe. He told me when he's a two-year-old, he said, this horse is a beast, okay? You don't get horses like this very often, and you just don't. And so he told me that right after he ran his maiden race, which he won at Remington Park. And you, and you got to remember, this was COVID, right? So, I mean, they let owners and trainers go to the races, and that was it. So he won his maiden race, uh, came back in the springboard mile, which was, if, I, if I'm correct, I think it's one of the very first – Yes. Races where you can earn points on the Derby trail. Yeah. And, you know, he did his typical break dead last spot the field, you know, 12, 15 lengths. He came flying and he won that by six and a half, I think. And, uh-huh. and got a, if my memory serves a 92 or a 93 buyer, which was the fastest dirt buyer of a two year old route race that year. And so, you know, we knew we had a special horse. And that's like December. So that's like that's end of December. the year. We've yeah, seen everybody run. I want right. to stop you. I want to stop you real quick, Joey, because sure. I'm curious at that point. Were you, and we probably talked about this before as well, were you inundated with offers at that point? Did you have people trying to buy the horse? By noon the next day, I think I had 10 different people calling trying to buy the horse. And how did you just, how did you just say no? You know, um, we talked about it. Sorry, I was going to try not to get emotional, but no, um, that's all right, man. You're going to make me cry, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and you've probably seen it, it was the last horse my dad and I bred together. So yeah. I made an emotional decision, not a business decision. And, you know, knock on wood, it turned out to be the right decision. Um, so my wife and I talked about it and we just decided, you know what? We've got Senor Buscador. He's ours. He looks like he's a fantastic racehorse. We're just going to we're just going to go along for the ride and see where it takes us. Amazing. So, and then what and then, and then what happened? What what he tipped an ankle. I mean, yeah. we go we go to the Risen Star where we think we got a really good chance. You know, everybody talks about the long stretch run at, at fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he didn't finish. He didn't have his come from behind late charge flying down the lane. And we thought, well, something's wrong. And anyway, long story short, he had a chipped ankle. So we sent him to Dr. Tommy Hayes in Elgin, Texas, who has worked on a couple of our horses. And he's a phenomenal veterinarian. Uh, Dr. Hayes took the chip out and said, good news. You know, it didn't float around and do a bunch of soft tissue damage. So that was the right thing to do. Um, and we didn't rush him. We gave him, I don't know, maybe four months off to recover from that. And then started back with a, a goal of of running him at the Zia Park Derby for three-year-olds, which is a big purse in the fall. And then Todd gets to the barn one morning. I don't remember, maybe six weeks out from the race. And the horse can't put his right hind leg on the ground. Oh, and he no. had a stall incident. We don't know what he did. Yeah. But but his, hind, his right hock on his hind leg was like, almost cantaloupe size. I mean, it was enormous. And wow. so that got infected and then, you know, had to have another surgery to clean out the infection because there's not much blood flow to that part of the leg. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so right so he, your, your, your emotional decision that you make, you're a little bit going like, Ooh, did I, yeah, did I, I, did I make a bad decision here? I generally don't look back, but, but you are correct. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was second guessing myself a few times. Yep. So that's why, I mean, he missed, he missed all the rest of his three-year-old year and half of his four-year-old year. We didn't want to push him. Yeah. You know, Todd is an excellent horseman in my view. And, and he said, you know, this is going to take time. It's going to take patience. And I said, Todd, you know, we play the long game. We're not playing the short game. So let's do whatever we need to do. And thankfully he shepherded him through that and, and got him back on track. So Unbelievable. An amazing story of, of patience. And that's, you know, we preach a lot on this show what you need to be a horse owner. Patience has to be up there as one of the number one things, Joey, is it not? Well, if if you don't have patience when you get into the horse business, it'll teach you patience because <laughs> you, you don't have a choice. You know, the horses come first and or at least in our view, they do. And so if they need time off, they need time off. Uh, right. Joey, I want to talk a little bit about kind of his his campaign this year because right. he's run. Uh, he ran the Breeders' Cup, right to the Cigar Mile, right to the Pegasus, and then right to the Saudi Cup. Right. I mean, he, is he just thriving on running right now? This is like a throwback horse. Like, we don't get to see good horses run this often. Right, right, right. Yeah, I talked to Todd, you know, after Breeders' Cup. And I said, Todd, you know, do we need to give him time off or, you mm -hmm. know, what? And he goes, no, I don't, I don't think so. He goes, you know, we just – this horse has just had a lot of bad luck in his career. Yeah. Um, and so we, we looked at the, the cigar mile and it was a one turn mile, which we thought perfect configuration for him. We liked the distance. We liked the one turn. Uh, it's a grade two. It used to be a grade one. Now it's a grade two. 
Um, and the horse was in good shape. He travels well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he, sure. he run in 11 different racetracks in nine different states in the U.S. So he's he's got more miles than I do. So um, <laughs> we said, let's go. Let's try it. And then we get there and he's training great. Todd says, you know, honestly, he goes, I think this horse is just getting better. Hmm. So what does it do? It rains, you know, the night before they sealed the track and yep. it was a conveyor belt. If you weren't on the rail and on their lead, yeah. you didn't have a prayer. Yep. I mean, nothing closed all day long. And he closed from last to beat everything except catch hoist the gold who ran a right. phenomenal race. Yep. Um, and so we were happy with that. You know, he, he ran a good race despite the conditions. And then, uh, Todd and I had always talked about the Pegasus if we ever had that opportunity. And sure enough, he got the invitation and we hauled him. A lot of horses leave New York and go to go to Florida that time of year. And there's no flights because it's Christmas time and they don't fly horses because of all the other stuff. So we had to trailer him to uh, to Miami. And oh, my gosh, he left. He left the day (laughs) after day after the cigar. He was on a van headed to Miami. So. I got to be honest, going to the, going to the Pegasus, I, I had a lot of people who really liked Senor Buscador that day. Mm-hmm. And re-watching the race, and I kind of I think I watched it the other day for some reason, I thought at the quarter pole he was a winner. Like, I was I mm-hmm. was shocked actually that he didn't win. But I, I don't think it was a, a, a that he hung at all. I think it was just that National Treasure, who's one of Michelle's favorite horses, just kind of right. dug in. That must have been. Tell us about that trip for for Senor Brusco and Joey. What were you thinking down the lane at the Pegasus? Yeah, I mean that was really exciting. Um, fortunately, a lot of my kids could go to that race too, so uh, we had a pretty uh, good pretty good group there. Um, but yeah, I mean, turning for home, you know, we're watching the race and we're seeing him getting closer and closer, and it looks like he's got the momentum to get there, and he just he just ran out of racetrack. Um, yeah. Great effort. You know, National Treasure ran a great race. You know, hats off to him. Um, Buscador was coming. I think if it's another, you know, 30 yards or so, I think he wins the race. But it yeah. wasn't. So that's horse racing. So um, <laughs> that's you know, all right. You, next- cash your, you cash your big check and you put him on a plane to, to uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What? I mean, what, but, what, what was crazy was the next morning. I mean, he's like rolling in the grass and jumping up and down and all feisty. He's like he hadn't even run. So. Oh, that's he's awesome. he, he's been recovering really really fast from his races, which is which is nice to see. And he's he recovered very well from this last race. You know they they went to Dubai on Monday uh, after the race, so he got there, settled in. Uh, Todd's assistant uh, Oscar, who's with him, reports that he's doing great. He's happy. He's you know jumping around. So it looks like you know so far anyway. Knock on wood, all systems are go. I have cool. a dumb question. Where is, dumb questions. His, where is his home base? People have asked me that. And I said, <laughs> honestly, I can't tell you because, you know, <laughs> he probably spent more time like, in California. Can say, yeah, yeah. Like, is he like, yeah. oh, yeah. Can we say like he's a Santa Anita based oh, horse? Yeah, like yeah. So, yeah. So after, after he won that little stake at uh, Sunland Park, we took him to mm-hmm. Oaklawn and ran in the handicap. Yeah. Uh, and he ran a good race, but honestly, he probably wasn't really tightened down to, to run that far against that level of horses. Uh, but he left uh, Oakland right after that uh, at, to California, flew to California. And then he was there, you know, from all through summer, and- April, all the way through Breeders' Cup. So, I, think with yeah. Pipey. I think Pipey had him. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he was in 
he was in he was, pipe, pipe. he was in Pipey's barn yeah. with Todd Fincher's yeah. uh, uh, men. But yes, he yes. was in Mike Pipey's barn. Correct. Uh, Joey, had, was that your first trip ever to Saudi Arabia? And, yes. And, okay. No, he went on vacation a couple, a couple yeah, times. I don't, know. I don't know how I know. I don't know what Joey's doing. You think I know Joey's travel log? Like, yeah. I have, But tell us a little bit about the experience over there. Fair enough. Other than oh, it, was, it was wonderful. I mean, they couldn't have been nicer. Uh, they did a great job organizing everything. Uh, you know, they organized our travel, our hotel, uh, getting us around while we were there. Um, it was just a wonderful experience. The facilities are there are just phenomenal. I mean, everything at the racetrack looks brand spanking new. The, the quarantine barn where we were was amazing. There's fans, there's cameras there. There's, I think, six, grass. Or, six or eight horses per barn. There's a little patch of grass that they planted out there. I mean, it is in the desert, so there's, there's not a lot of grass, but they, they did have a patch out there for the horses. And, uh, and they and they assigned a groom to us when we got there, and and Oscar Todd's uh, assistant out there said that man was fantastic, very helpful, knew what he was here. doing. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a it was a wonderful experience. Um, Joey, I, one of the things we oh Michelle, let me ask my question okay, that we before, and then then you can go in because and and this is timely because we talked about you being approached for a deal when he was two. Now right. you're approached from a deal from the Saudis when he's Correct. getting run. And in this particular case, you took the deal. Tell us a little bit about how that came to pass and what it all means. Sure. I've read a little bit about it. I know sure. you were very adamant in saying, hey, we own the horse, we make the decisions. I read that right. quote by you. Um, right. But just tell us how that how that all transpired. Yeah, so if you want to tell us I, how much it was for, it'd be great, but you don't have to. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so right after the Pegasus, I mean, I started getting calls mostly from agents here in the US and most of them were agents for riders. You know, hey, I know this guy in Saudi and, you know, there's a Saudi prince here and a hedge fund gazillionaire there and they all right. want to buy your horse. I said, well, that's nice. I appreciate that. But the horse isn't for sale. Um, and then, you know, they threw numbers at us and I said, no, 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 you're not understanding. The horse is not for sale. Right. So then that sort of morphed into, well, would you do, you know, a, a, a racing only deal. I said, cause I'm, I'm not letting go of the breeders rights or the ownership. And then, mm -hmm. so that, you know, kind of worked its way out for a couple of weeks and nothing happened. And then I thought to myself, well, if any of these guys are serious, then it's going to get more serious as the race gets closer. So sure. uh, that's the way it happened. It happened right at the end. We ended up doing a, a, a two race deal for a minority interest in the horse and it entitled um, our Saudi fella to use his racing silks, which is really important. A lot of the Saudis, they want to see their silks run in their premier race, which happens to be the richest race in the world. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I get that. Yep. And, you know, I had to talk it over with my family about, Hey guys, you know, it'd be nice to see our silks over there, but from a business perspective, uh, does it make sense for us to do this? So, it was a it was a business decision. It was financially driven uh, as a way for us to hedge our bets if we didn't win the race. Right. right. Yep. Uh, so that's how it came about. Um, you know, uh, Sharaf, who ended up doing the deal with us. Hey, he paid a, he a, a significant amount. He took a big risk and it worked out for him. And I'm happy for him. 
I mean, I will say this, like it was, it was excited. He was very excited. I, I, you would have thought that he had owned this horse since he was born. Like you guys with the amount of excitement that he had. Right. I do also, like I noticed you didn't make the trophy presentation. Yeah. Um, So we, we were intending to go the, they, they sent an email to all the owners saying, if you win, you go, the crown prince presents Mm -hmm. the trophy uh, you have to take a COVID test. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So we went to the track. We took our COVID test. Anyway, after the race was total chaos. I mean, yes. it was, there was a lot of people. It was pandelirium. It was, it, it was, it was chaotic. Really? And then it was time to go for the trophy presentation. And I got to the point where you had to clear security for the Royal Guard for the Crown Prince. They're the crazy, security, by the way. And the security wouldn't let me through. Wow. The security oh, wow. kept me from going through. So so that's what happened. I mean, it, it didn't feel right. Um, it was a big disappointment, but you know, it was just it it, it wasn't intentional. I, I really don't right. think it was intentional. I think it was just one of those things that happened and you know, it's over, we're moving on. Uh right. did but, you get a winner's picture with him, like with the horse? No, there's they don't oh. do that over there. They don't? Uh, no, there's no winner's really? circle. Any of the races, there's no winner's circle. Oh. The horse comes back. Oh, well, they, the horse they bring him back and put the bl- the blanket and stuff on him. They don't take a picture then? <laughs> no. And then the horse leaves and they do a trophy presentation, which you saw, which we yes. weren't, present, weren't present for. But no, that's it. There's there's no winner's circle pick. I was looking at that all day long at the races. <laughs> going showing her phone. I got to show. I have to show this. I got to turn off my uh, my blurry thing. Because I don't know if you guys got to see him. Oh, yeah, and I don't know if you guys got to see him uh, the after the race at all. Yeah, the baseball player. We can't okay. see. It's, yeah, it's hold on. Larry. Hold on. I'm gonna give me a sec. Give me a sec. Okay. Oh, he came right behind our set. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. He had a million Saudis hanging on him. I was worried they were gonna try and ride him at some point. They were screaming at him not, and he's... chanting. And look at him. He doesn't even dirt a hair. He's like, yeah, okay. They had a little bucket of water. He was kind of like, can I have that water? But he was the coolest dude. Wow. Look at him. If if you don't mind, Michelle, would you send that to me? Would you send that to me? Absolutely. Yeah. I sent it to Todd that night. And I said, I can't believe this horse. I mean, these guys were waving flags. They were petting him. They were hugging him and kissing him. And he just stood there like this with his little ears pricked. Well, they're they're lucky they didn't get a chunk taken out of him because he's a biter. I mean, oh, really? oh man, yeah. <laughs> you I would have thought he was a complete gentleman. No, you do not. He's fine with you touching him anyway, but don't touch his head because it's it's no. not oh, it's not it's not good. So he's like he yeah. took a, he took a big chunk out of the poor groom. I think that was I think that was at at Miami at at. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's oh, he's wow. the Adrian Beltre of uh, of <laughs> horse racing. Oh, Joey liked that. He got that yeah. joke. Um, so I want to know if, if have you watched back like the junior head cam footage of the race? I have, and it has the audio as well. I mean, I don't guess I've ever watched one of those, but I'm going to try and stream audio, it in here while we talk about it too. The, the audio portion of that where he's just getting pelted hammered with dirt yeah Yeah. um and then the video at one point looks like there's something over the lens of the camera and yeah no it's 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 pretty cool and the and the great thing about his family watching the race too that's been all over social media (laughs) oh here we go here we go 
I mean, like, he is so far behind the field. It was unbelievable. This is the end now, I think. But, like, the, it was so crazy yeah, to watch him like at the beginning of this. Let me see. Here we go. Okay. This is the here. Now this is the break. I mean, look, he breaks right with these guys. Yeah. Then he just gets so far oh. behind. I cannot believe the ground that he can make up. And it he, is wild. He does that every time. You know, early in his career, you know, Todd and I talked about and Todd yeah, talked to some writers. <laughs> Unreal, right? Look at his little They're ears. His ears there. are my favorite. Crazy. So cool. Yeah. So early in his career, you know, Todd talked to some of the writers about, hey, try to move him up, try to not get so far back. But mm -hmm. he just refuses. So now we all just acknowledge it's him. It, it's he's going to run the race the way he wants to run the race. We'll just show up and see what happens. It's smart. So obviously you know, he already went to Dubai. We're thinking Dubai World Cup. Do you have a plan beyond that? Or is this a one race at a time and let's see where he's at situation? So our plan was, you know, before we won the race, was we'll go to we'll go to Saudi. Mm -hmm. uh, Lord willing, he comes out of the race good. We'll go to Dubai. Um, then we'll bring him home. Probably give him a little time off, a little freshening. That trip can be really hard on these horses, yeah. I understand. Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, the goal would be to get him back and 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 come to Del Mar for the Breeders' Cup. I mean, he likes yeah. the Del Mar track. Yep. The, the Santa Anita track wasn't that friendly to him. I mean, it seems like it favors the front-end runners more yeah. so. And, mm -hmm. obviously, we're never going to fit that mold. So, uh, But he's run well at Del Mar. And so, yeah, that the the goal would be to get him back for for Breeders' Cup. You know, although he's six years old, because he missed so much time off with his injuries, he's pretty lightly raced. I think that yeah. was sixteenth or seventeenth race. So eighteenth race, yeah. Okay. And uh, nice job, by the way, after all that time off, keeping him a full horse. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot I, of people would just yelled at him at that point, right? Like, yeah, he's gonna have this time off. Let's just cut him. Yeah. No, I mean, we we. Again, we've been high on him since he was a two-year-old, so mm -hmm. uh, that 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 part wasn't going to happen. Any any other good uh, two-year, three-year-olds in the pipeline what right about now? Any more siblings? Oh, for, yeah, oh man, What's yeah. No, we have some. We have some. We have some really really nice horses coming up. So after Buscador, we gave the mare some time off because mm -hmm. uh, Buscador was a May sixth foal, and it was her fourth in a row. So. We gave him a little time off, her a little time off. Uh, then we bred her to Quality Road, and she lost that fold due to that placentitis that went through oh, Kentucky yeah. that year. The grass. Yeah. So we lost that one. And then we bred her to Candy Ride. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a three-year-old filly that we named Eye Candy. And uh, Eye Candy won her first start in a maiden special weight back in November. And we were training her to run in the Sunland Park Oaks, but she came out of one of her works with a sore shin. Mm. So, I mean, x-ray clean. We x-rayed it twice. It's clean, but we just decided to give her some time off. Uh, then we have a two-year-old filly by Hardspun that we named Rose. And <laughs> she's, like with she's with Todd right now. And um, he's breezed her a couple times in company and she comes in first every time. So we're pretty excited about her. Oh, uh, and then and then we have uh, a yearling colt by authentic oh 
that we named the hell we did and <laughs> and he's still in kentucky i like that um and then she is carrying a filly by into mischief and that filly's due sometime in the first part of may i've heard and, of that and, sire. he's 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 gonna be okay one day i mean he might, you know he, i I, I hear more. he's thrown some runners, so hopefully yeah. we get well, one of considering, those. Considering what you got out of a mine shaft, I mean, I feel like no matter what direction you're going to go. Uh, right. And to be fair, she's been just an absolute blue hen. I mean, it seems oh. like everything you've bred her to, she has thrown you a stone cold runner. Absolutely. I mean, she is phenomenal. I mean, I mean, I couldn't. Uh, we, of course, you know, we drink the Kool Aid over here. We're we're all in on Roses Desert and every one yeah. of her babies because they're all they've all been superior racehorses mm -hmm. so um and we're taking her back to uncle mo that's where she, oh, that's where oh my favorite okay this yeah. this baby is going to be my favorite baby then whatever comes out with the uncle mo because we're big uncle mo fans around here we are big, we're big uncle mo fans joey joey uh, what a pleasure thank you i know how many you've probably been inundated with requests we really appreciate coming on the show today we're gonna we're, we're rooting for senior booster but there's a big race at Anita on sunday now mm -hmm. and Know, one or two of those runners could could end up in Dubai, possibly. I don't want to. I'm going to hey, do your. I'm going to do your knock on wood thing because you and I may be there together. Hey, if 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 there's speed horses, bring them on. We need speed horses. We <laughs> oh, love they are. to have a good oh, he is. To run at. <laughs> All right, you're so, you might get a little taste of Shamu, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, listen, hey, and best of luck. I'll I'll be watching for you. I'm pulling for you. We appreciate that, Joey. We Can appreciate we see your time. number twelve saddle towel that's over your shoulder. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, oh, there we that's go. That is awesome. Yep. That yeah. Is. Hey, congratulations. So cool. Congratulations. Thank you so much for the time. Awesome. You Thanks bet. I appreciate it. All right, Joey. Be good. Uh, good luck success. Sunday. Appreciate it, man. Joey Peacock joining us. What a he what a awesome. just what a just, that's my favorite interview we've like ever done. He was great. He was great. And and deservedly so. I mean, what everything they did, I mean, that's there's so much to that story. And you brought up a great point that they kept him intact yeah. through all that. Normally what happens is if a horse has an injury and then another injury and they're, they're pretty big as they get older, you want to geld them to, to alleviate some of the, the pressure on their joints and on their ankles and on their knees. And, you know, and, and so for them to have the foresight to not do that, it's really paid off. And I, and I like that he learned a lesson too. Mm -hmm. He didn't sell his two-year-old. Everything went badly. Thankfully, it turned around and went positive. But then he had this opportunity to, to sell a piece of the horse in this two-race deal. And he took advantage of that, or he and his family. And I think that's really smart. And I think as a horse owner, the one piece of advice I would give is it's okay to be creative. Create mm -hmm. these, you know, hey, this is a two-race deal. You're going to own x percent for this much money and blah, blah 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 whatever it was and it worked out for everybody so he had yeah. the security he had some insurance he and his family but yet um the 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 the, the saudi prince or, or businessman whoever it was yeah sharif um, whoever it was also benefited from everything and got his silks i thought it was really it just kind of came everything kind of came together and that's what's that's what's so great about horse racing, Michelle, is we have these stories and we need to tell Now them. you have this pressure though, right? As senior booskador, you're kind of like a, the always like under the radar guy that like picks up the checks. And now no. you won the Saudi Cup. Now they're going to be like, see, you are really good. You're going to have to like come in and, and deliver so. I don't again. think Joey feels any pressure right now. And I don't think senior booskador does either. I think they're always, like he said, he's been favored in one race in his life. And he was one to nine that day. I think this horse is a, just one of those horses because – 
he is the type of horse, unfortunately, that is a victim oftentimes of pace. So when you have those kind of horses, and I'm going to go back in the old days where you probably outdate you, Michelle, where it was like horse like Vigers or Lazanzara or those type of horses that just came from way back. It's hard. It's hard to get that yeah. pace. We have one right now, obviously, uh, on turf, but like Balnikov is very similar to that, Michelle. Yeah. Like if he gets some pace up front and he comes with that run, great. But if he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he, he can't get there. So um, mm -hmm. it's really true. They say pace makes the race. And the same goes for front runners. If front runners are allowed to go slowly and they're not challenged, well, they can go fast by themselves. I think the key is the not challenged, right? Yeah, not challenged. It's going to be interesting. That, that's why the big cap is going to be an interesting race, Michelle. Did you look at that field? I know it's coming up on Sunday now. Yeah, I, I mean, I I gandered at it. I haven't dived into it completely because I got it when we were out at the at the farm. But I did look at the overnight for it, so see who was in there. But we did. There, I, there were a couple other horses that thought that were going to be in that didn't end up going uh the one got sick safi joseph no connor got sick and didn't come so oh, connor didn't come either yeah so there were a couple of them in there field. is it the greatest big cap field of all time? highland falls mixto sale salesman newgate subsansador and new grange yep yep good feel good feel could be, be exciting fun. Yep. There's a lot. The card at Santa Anita is awesome on Saturday. I mean, you have the Buena Vista. That's the last race that Ruby mm -hmm. Nell's in there. A bunch of a bunch of really good fillies are in there. Um, you have the uh, San Felipe. Obviously, you get a chance to see Nisos. Yeah. That's the yeah. only race on the whole card that's a little on the short side as far as field size goes. But I mean, we've got ten in the kill row. We've got Kill a couple Road. of allowance races with nine. We've got a maiden special weight with nine. We've got a calbred race with eight. Uh, yep. We've got, so the Buena Vista has 11. Yep. Going to be a super, super great day on this Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Uh, what else we got? Is that it? Um, so the full, obviously the full card for Saturday has been moved to Sunday. We will have now Monday racing, which we did not originally anticipate. So just keep that in mind. Uh, we have the Big Cap Beer Festival that has been also moved to Sunday. And the Great Grilled Cheese Tasting, which sounds Ooh. delicious. Um, we're also going to have Eric Greenspan and New School American performing in the chandelier room with that grilled cheese tasting. And if you are anywhere at the track and you smell something delicious, I can guarantee you it's the Farina pizza that they cook in the pizza oven. Like oh, it's yeah. outside. It's so, it's so freaking good. Yeah. It is literally my favorite pizza. So if you're around, get one. Get one. Get a Farina get pizza. Uh, special thanks to Joey Peacock for joining us today. Michelle, you always does awesome. an incredible job uh, of booking these guests. And you were, again, fantastic on the Saudi show. We look forward to seeing you at Santa Anita this weekend. Uh, come out and see Shamu in the Big Cap. It's going to be a fun day. And uh, there's not really a killer whale. That's just the nickname for New Grange. Do people know that? By the way, I love when he's laying in his stall and he's like this. And he does look like a little killer whale with his little yes. nose sticking up. Julie, Julie gave me a myth. If, Did you see if, that? Yeah. If any horse needs a stuffy, it's Shamu. Yeah, he does. He could use a stuffy. That would be fun. Maybe I call SeaWorld and we'll do a joint effort or something. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate this. This is the Owner's Box. We'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, oh bye. <laughs> bye, Spencer. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.